0: My name is Nate Mickle. You're listening to Mickle's and Dimes Layer 2, where every interview is dedicated to the simple, the practical, and the underappreciated. Tom Holmo is the athletic director for BYU. Tom first went to BYU on a football scholarship. As a senior, he was named to the All-WAC team and was later drafted by the 49ers in the fourth round. Over a seven-year NFL career, he won three Super Bowl championships with the 49ers. After retiring from professional football, Tom returned to BYU to serve as a graduate assistant under Lavelle Edwards. He then accepted an offer from Bill Walsh to coach Stanford's secondary, and then returned to the 49ers as a DB coach and won a fourth Super Bowl. He then joined the University of California as defensive coordinator and later became head coach for several years. In summary, Tom knows how to succeed. I hope you enjoy learning from Tom Homo today, because I always do. Tom, it's so great to chat with you today, and I'm especially looking forward to doing this on a more regular occasion now that BYU will be coming uh, out to Kansas every year as a member of the Big 12, which, you know, big thanks to you for the role you played in, in helping BYU get into the Big 12.
1: Well, we're super excited at BYU to be one of the new members of the Big 12. And there's a, believe it or not, I've been in AD for 18 years now. I've been a lot of places around the country, but Kansas and Kansas State are two schools that I've never been to. So I'm super excited for uh, new uh, experiences, uh, new friendships, and a chance to kind of open up on some opportunities in the Big 12 in these new uh, venues.
0: Yeah, a lot of people are understandably excited about BYU to the Big 12. Um, I, I put my name up there as kind of, one of the most excited because now my family and friends will be coming out multiple times every year and can't wait to see everybody in Allen Fieldhouse and Booth Memorial Stadium, etc. So, uh, well, speaking of uh, your career as an athletic director, uh, but also as an athlete with the 49ers, Super Bowl champ, and as a coach, are there two to three simple, practical, underappreciated lessons you've learned that you'd most like to pass along to others?
1: Yes, for sure. And I think there's a, there's a lot of lessons I've learned through the many years I've been involved in athletics. But if you're asking for two or three, I think, um, and, and these might not be the top two or three, but they're ones that kind of came to my mind today. And maybe even knowing that I was gonna to talk to you. So I'm kind of uh, personalizing these <laughs> for Nate Mikkel. Uh The first one would be relationships count. I think that um, even more so now, you look at student athletes today at BYU, um, and I'm we at you know a collegiate college athletics. The relationships between the students, uh, student athletes, and themselves, the student athletes and the coaches, student athletes in relation and, rela- uh, and um, sport administrators, ads, the fans and the student athletes. These are all really important. They're important to the student athletes, and I think they're important to the people around them. So um, I just think that. A lot of times I've noticed from the time I was in Little League all the way up until now, including professional football as a player and a coach, that the more successful experiences that I was around involved people that really counted on each other. And sometimes at BYU, I will see teams that we have that are very talented and maybe more so talented Than teams before them or even teams after them that won at a bigger at a better clip than they did and winning isn't everything but usually success is a manifestation of many things one of which is relationships and um, I I just kind of took a few notes here that there's five stages of relationships that John Maxwell who's kind of a leadership guru that I follow a lot and, and have kind of look to him in a, in a lot of areas. He talks about five stages of relationships. I'm not gonna get into them, but the best relationship stage is what they call a significant relationship. And that's people who give beyond reason and they lift you up to a level that you could not achieve without them. And that's the part of this business of athletics that I love is that for from the time I was a little young little leaguer, to now in college athletics, I just love it when people give more than they take. And if you do, you can have exceptional experiences and your team can uh, accomplish the many goals and aspirations that you're seeking for. So how did I say that's personal to you? I think that you and your teammates were great examples of players that gave more than they took and because you did the players on that team got more out of their experience than they ever could have without you and i don't think if if you take any team that i've been on some of them have not been successful i think it will be related directly to how strong the relationships were on those teams
0: so uh, i got a lot of thoughts uh, i'll try to be brief cuz i want to hear what else you have to say uh when i finished playing uh, I had the thought, uh, I, w- I was trying to figure out what to do in business, and, and I had the thought, well, Tom knows a lot of really successful business people, so uh, maybe he could introduce me to some. So I set up a meeting in your office, and you probably remember this, and I said, hey, Tom, are, are there? You know, I'm uh, trying to figure out my business career. Could you line me up with some, some people? And, and so you graciously did. One of those you lined me up with was Jeff Rust. Jeff Rust ran Corporate Alliance, which was a, a networking company and so me and a couple of my teammates we met we uh went to meet with jeff and uh we were trying to learn from him and he said look one of the things that i use when i'm networking is the learn serve grow model i learn about people i try to serve them and then we grow together i was like oh that's a really cool model another meeting um that we set up was with paul gustafson the consultant who had been helping bronco mendenhall so we had lunch at a little mexican restaurant in downtown salt lake with paul and i said paul what are you trying to do? So I'm trying to learn about Paul. Like, what what are you trying to accomplish, Paul? What are you working on? He tells me and said, well, is there anything we could do to help you? And he says, well, yeah, you know, I, you know I'm always looking for more clients. So if, if you want to, you know, if you bring me some clients, we'll work on this together. Uh, well, a year ago, here in, uh, you know, now we're in in 2022, a friend of mine calls and says, hey, we could really use some help with a, uh, you know, our, our mission and vision, and we're growing really fast, and we want to help retain employees. Do you know anybody that could help? And I said, yeah, I do. And <laughs> and so now I've been consulting with this company for the last year, me and Paul together, all because of, of you lining us up, uh, you know, and, and helping me develop those relationships. And then just uh, another thought that came to mind, you talked about the 2006 team or the team that I played on. Uh, I, I had this I heard this phrase once that sometimes it's better to be united under a lesser plan than to be divided under a greater plan. And that 2016 was united and we had an awesome, awesome run. Only lost two games by a combined total of like four points to Matt Ryan one game on a in a double overtime. And then was it Nick Foles, the kicker. Uh, last second Arizona. So uh, really love those lessons that you share. But to get back to you, Tom, uh, what other uh, thoughts or lessons do you want to pass on?
1: Well, I think the second one would be um, know your role. And that might, that might be strange, but I remember growing up, I grew up in a small town in Southern California, a suburb of LA called La Crescenta, uh, kind of off the beaten path. And it was a, it was a town where there were a lot of athletes. And so like a lot of people would assume that you know I played in the NFL, that I was always the best athlete where I grew up at on all the teams I played on. And that wasn't the case from the time I was a little leaguer. to the time I went to high school, I wasn't the best athlete on the team. We had great athletes around our place. And my, I was blessed to be around some great coaches that taught me, Hey, you don't, and I I was good. You don't have to be the best, but you have to be able to learn the role that we're gonna give you, that the team gives you. You have to be able to accept that role because if you're taught that you're gonna be, you're gonna play first base for us, but you don't like first base and you don't wanna play first base, that's not gonna be a good situation. If I wanna play shortstop or I wanna pitch, but they put me at first base, And I can learn to accept that role, knowing that, hey, if I do well playing first base, which is my assigned role, and I live up to that, and I magnify that to the best I can, there's a chance that I can play pitcher or shortstop. And I learned that when I was a little kid. So every step of the way, when I was on any team, I always tried to figure out or ask to define the role that the coaches wanted me to play and this is something that not just with well it's not just with athletic teams that could be in a company could be in your family it could be in your uh, church group every if you think about it if there's more than one person involved you play a role that's different than the other person there's very 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 frequent infrequently does do two people play the exact same role and you learn if you can play, if you can learn the role you play you can learn to be a complimentary player and you can learn to use your strengths and not have to be the top dog all the time, not have to push and and try to um, you know be the hero, but you can um, invest in the team and create something special just with the gifts that you have. And it's one of my favorite things at BYU because BYU doesn't get a lot of five-star players. We get a lot of three-star players that are like blue-collar workers. And that goes for men and women, teams of all sports. But those kids have learned how to play a role on that team. And they give everything they have and they let the other complementary roles come together with them to form success. So when I got to the 49ers, um, you know, a lot of people say, well, what was it like, man, being a 49ers? Well, I, I was there and played for seven years. I started about seven games in seven years. I was a backup player to a great Hall of Fame player named Ronnie Lott. And I learned my role on that team, which wasn't as a starter. And it was kind of a niche role. I was a nickelback. So I played on passing downs and I played on special teams. But it wasn't just what I did on the field you also have a role off the field. So off the field, you're talking about culture. You're talking about relationships. You're talking about trying to bring the team together, make the team better. And I had a role on that team on the field and off the field that worked for the 49ers because with Bill Walsh, that program that he built that with Eddie DeBartolo as the owner, that came together, they drafted and and, um, added players that fit a role with the 49ers and they didn't need 53 players that were stars. They needed 53 people that would come together as one. And that's why we won so much. So let me, let me leave that with you, Nate.
0: You know, I love that lesson. And I think football is the ultimate game of roles, right? Because you've got the six, seven, 300 pound guys, and you've got the six, 280 pound receivers, and you've got the, every once in a while, a 5'8", 175 little slot receiver. And it's all about uh, excelling at your role and creating something together that you can't do, no one person can do individually. And it's just cool to hear you talk about those players. You know, was it three Super Bowl rings that you earned in San Francisco? And I mean, just, you know, talk about uh, being surrounded by greatness uh, you don't have to be Ronnie Lott. You just have to be Tom Homo and help the team win. Well, uh, I love these lessons, Tom. I could I could listen to you for hours. Um, just as as we wrap up, is there any final uh, piece of advice you'd like to pass on?
1: Well, I, I think the most important thing about leadership and and um, and life is that you just got to be in the game. You and I are athletes. You know, and I I say we are athletes, we're not former athletes. I think that our mentality is that we grew up as athletes. So we understand teams, we understand performance, we understand failure. And and I think that as people maybe in your class or that are listening to this or that get hold of this, um, they should understand that success is a journey, not a destination. I've had a ton of failures in my life. But if you can build your life with certain principles and certain um, goals and ideals that you know that you're going to aim towards, you're going to build, you got to build into it that there's going to be losses. You're going to lose some games. You're going to have some trials and some tribulation in your life. But if you have these principles where you can, Um, build strong relationships so that you always have people around you to help you and support you. If you can learn your role on the team. And so if I'm struggling, then I can adapt my role so that I can get back on track and then get back to the goals at hand. I think all of these are applicable, but you're not just because you want to have a good relationship. Doesn't mean you are, you got to work really hard at being a great friend you got to work super hard to build relationships. Some of the relationships here at BYU that I try to build, it's not reciprocal. So that's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to do the best I can. And when I do that then I know that I'm happy, I'm at peace, and I have joy in my life.
0: Well, thanks so much, Tom. I just I love these lessons. I look forward to sharing them with my students my children, and try to keep applying them myself. So thanks so much for your time. And again, can't wait to see you out here in Lawrence, Kansas.
1: Let's go. Go cooks!
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Mickels and Dimes. Tom Holmo has succeeded in life at the highest levels, and I love the lessons he shared today. First, relationships count. Over and again, Tom has witnessed less talented teams achieve greater success than more talented teams because of the relationships of the team members. Tom especially loves seeing teams develop significant relationships where people give beyond reason, which lifts them to a level that they couldn't achieve without each other. Second, know your role. Tom was always talented, but he wasn't the most talented player, not even in high school. And when he played for the 49ers, he backed up Ronnie Lott. But he knew his role, which included being a great teammate both on and off the field. He accepted his role, and he magnified it. The 49ers didn't need 53 players that were stars. They needed 53 players that came together as one. Given the success that Tom has achieved in multiple areas of his life, I hope to remember and incorporate these lessons. Build the relationships, know your role, and magnify it. It's a simple idea. Please take it seriously. Nate Mickle here with three quick requests. First, if you would like a quick summary of these lessons delivered to your inbox, sign up for Nate's notes at NateMickle.com. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. And finally, if you'd give this podcast a five-star review on Apple iTunes, I would really appreciate it. Thank you for all of your support.